Welcome to the EcoSend podcast. Stories from marketers, founders, and changemakers leading businesses for a better world. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the EcoSend podcast. It's great to be back. I'm James, your host. And uh, just for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is a show. We do it weekly and it is always a great conversation with someone who is doing something to make the planet a little bit better, sometimes in the world of charity, sometimes in the world of business. Uh, I'm always honoured to speak to wonderful guests on this show and this uh, week is no different. I am this week joined by Karina from Event Cycle. Now uh, Karina is a seasoned technical production manager with a decade of experience at high profile event agencies. Recognised a growing sustainability trend among clients and a desire to reduce waste. I think we've all been to events where we've seen so much waste going on. So Karina is working to solve this. And I don't want to say too much more because I think Karina could do a much better job of explaining what she's up to. But I'm really excited to have you on the show, Karina. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me, James. It's uh, it's uh, really great to be able to to speak on this this podcast. I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, good stuff. And I think Am I right in saying that we actually bumped into each other at an event, uh, which was the... Very the, true. Yes, the, the Net Zero Festival, wasn't it? The, Absolutely. So, yeah, it's nice to to meet someone in here that I've met in person before. So, <laughs> um, It's usually it's, the other way around. You meet digitally first and then you meet in person. So this is a, it's 100%. a nice one to turn around. <laughs> 100%. A good sign that events are, are worthwhile. Huh? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> it always makes sense to get out to one. <laughs> so, um, Karina, it's great to be speaking. Um, do tell me more about about what you're up to at the moment with Event Cycle, and maybe then we can talk about why why and how you got into that. Um, Absolutely, it'd be great to hear hear more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm Karina. Uh, I'm co-founder and managing director of Event Cycle, and um, at Event Cycle, we help event professionals implement uh, practical solutions to sustainability challenges they face. Uh, while creating a positive social impact and a lasting social legacy. Um, that is sort of the, the, the gist of it. That's but the elevator were... pitch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the quick one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were asking about how I got into sustainability and it's not as yeah. glamorous as a lot of other people's answers are. Um, I, Like you said, I used to be a production manager um, working with all sorts of uh, different agencies in different countries um and as a production manager you definitely like see firsthand where where things are not operating as efficiently and how wasteful certain aspects of it is and you know it whenever you stand at the end of a show and um you are faced with a whole lot of stuff that you know evidently is going into the bin it's just wow, it's yeah. so painful it's really painful yeah. and all it really says is that you've not planned it properly, <laughs> <laughs> sure. essentially. But like, I know, I like, I used to be a culprit for that a lot. And, mm. you know, sometimes you have it all figured out. And I, I there's one specific event that I remember, um, which was sort of the, 
yeah the the instigator for me to to look into this a bit more in terms of sustainability and also uh, for the third sector was that I, we had this event um it was all done uh, all the the big trucks had been you know packed full with scenic <laughs> stuff and it was all heading back to the supplier and it was great you know the hall was clear i turn around and then suddenly i see four ikea shelving units and <laughs> some side tables and i'm like a where have they come from b <laughs> I did not buy them. Where were they even at the event and why are they here? Because obviously we're going to get charged an extra fee if we can't clear this hall by this time. I have no more vehicles left that are going to be able to collect this. What's happened? All of these are perfectly good to use. And now I'm going to have to put them into the bin because over the next hour, I can't just literally flog them out somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. that for me was like, this is so it's so stupid. <laughs> like it's so silly to have all of this great stuff and then just not have a solution for it. And so, yeah, yeah that's, that's sort of how we got started because I mean, it, it's, yeah, we don't want that. And we, and we realized there wasn't really a solution for the events industry for that. Um, at least not in the UK. And, and so we're like, all right, well, I guess, with both my business partner and I being very practically minded, we're like, well, let's, you know, let's do it ourselves. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So I, I guess, yeah, so many people, I'm sure everyone listening on this podcast has been to some sort of conference or event before. And I guess as an attendee, you don't, you don't think too much about the setup or the, the pack down after no. all of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But I can it's imagine. not just delegates. That's the problem. It's not just the delegates that don't mm. really think about the pack up after it. I mean, a lot of events think about the pack up when, once they've built it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit late. And then, I mean, the 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 easy answer, which I know that a lot of um, people in the events industry like to do, is to say, "All right, cool. We'll pack this all up into the truck because we know we have one truck going back into storage." Mm -hmm. um so let's you know shove all of this stuff back into storage um and then you know during the pandemic we got to see that very clearly all of mm -hmm. the people who knew what items were in storage so this is from samples this is um lanyards this is like the amount of henry hoovers that keep getting bought <laughs> for different shows is insane um it's plinth it's it's larger scenic items and during the pandemic, all of that knowledge was made redundant. All of the project managers, the production managers, they all left or were left. Oh, right. And so this is actually this is actually how my business partner, Chantal Shepard, and I, we set it up because we were like, okay, who's going to look after all of the stuff that's in storage? Yeah. And there wasn't anyone doing it. So we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll be the solution. But it, it was the whole thing of who's going to deal with it? Like the, there is a mountain of stuff that's still good to use. Like something has to happen. Um, yeah. And at the same time, my business partner and I, we were volunteering quite a bit as well. And it wasn't just about volunteering. It wasn't about monetary donations. It was all about stuff as well. You know, the digital divide meant that people had to stay home, but needed all of these services, like from um, medical care, or just to have access to other people. Um, yeah. And they didn't have it. Um, sure. And so that's where we put two and two together where we're like, okay, the events industry has so much stuff coming off of it. The third mm. sector needs so much. Let's mm. just combine the two. And that's sort of how we, yeah, how we started. Yeah, it's 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 incredible to think about that divide actually as well, isn't it? When I can imagine at some events, the scale of it's so big that it's like, oh, well, what's another like 10 
uh, chairs or like 20, yeah. I don't know, uh, the extent of all the stuff that you might have after an event, but maybe even like screens and things like that. And whereas to someone else, it's like the idea of having one, <laughs> one good chair or one good um, uh, laptop or screen or whatever is, is it incredibly valuable thing. And there's just, I can imagine so much waste that has happened in the past through Absolutely. just the scale of some events where what's another 10 when we've got hundreds of these things yeah, around when, the, when the budget is there anyway and and the the yeah. thing is especially in the charity sector people are like yeah but they can get grants and stuff and it's like yeah but they don't really they get grants for their mm. services so if you look at like a food bank they'll get the yeah. money to help deliver out the food or they'll help they'll get the money to pay the staff to do certain things but mm. you know they won't have the money to buy a couch for their volunteers mm. back of house where they can just chill right. out for a second you know and that's stuff yeah. that yeah, what am I, I've bought this couch now. What am I going to do with it? Well, chuck it out because I'm not going to put it back into storage because yeah. my client's not going to pay for another 12 months. My goodness, yeah. And and I, I guess we all know what happens when things go into storage. You just, you do forget yeah, they, they, uh, about... Just, <laughs> I think it's like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Is that where the... <laughs> yeah, the just goes Narnia. into Narnia and it disappears <laughs> until it emerges yeah. again after several years. When someone's like, what are we paying for that storage container yeah. for? <laughs> but that's the thing, it's out of sight, yeah. out of mind. And um, yeah, and, and we don't we don't like that. <laughs> yeah, abso- absolutely. So, um, yeah, so so you, th- that's just incredible. So, like, you got started on this track, so you had that background. Um, I know one of the things you were you were saying, you put the E and the S in ESG. So I, I was intrigued, like, to hear you expand on that a bit, Karina, and just, yeah. Sure. The, yeah, you hear that. I mean, we all hear that phrase ESG a lot, and I feel like a lot of businesses tout it as a checkbox item sometimes some take it more seriously than others but it sounds like this is obviously quite well core to your whole ethos yeah absolutely i mean what what's esg right esg mm. they're also apart from the fact that there's not actually a proper um assigned definition for it but it's basically financial criteria to measure how well your business is doing so e being environmental s being social and g being governance um and a lot of the elements of ESG are things that have been in place for, for years and years and years, you know, the, the government's part, it's it's things like anti-bribery, it's things like, um, you know, corruption. Um, for the S, it's things like child labor and making sure that you have good rights as an employee and E being more the environmental aspect. Now, not everyone, but a lot of companies are saying, like, great, you know, we've measured our carbon footprint, we've we've done E. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's it's not just about calculating your carbon footprint mm-hmm. because you might have calculated it, but what have you actually done about it? Nothing at that point. You've you've measured, you you know where you're at, but you've not made a change. Um sure, and sure. and if you if you look at companies or at that ESG model, you're looking at it in how is your company doing with the environment? How is your company internally dealing with the social part? How is it internally governancing it? But the the thing is we've we've moved away from the aspect of of working together as a community and and mm. you know everyone seems to be sort of these lone wolves secluding mm. themselves and thinking like it's all about yeah. you know keeping it internal and i think it's 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 so important to not just have that inward look but also look outward and and 
immerse ourselves more into the community and um and with that create more understanding and and compassion and, mm-hmm. and to drive everyone to be you know making this a better place for everyone and and that's where the three p's come in the people planet and profit it's not just about who you are as a company yourself but also how you integrate into yeah. into the communities with that yeah absolutely i i, I mean there's such a positive sort of um way of thinking and I know we've sort of been through that journey ourselves a bit because I I don't know I I feel almost ashamed to admit like these days but but earlier on in our business journey we sort of didn't think anywhere near enough about the aspects of running a business where you can have so much more positive impact outside of your own business how you can think about (laughs) more than profit and more than just revenue but all the good you can do as a business and for you know often almost entirely for free but sometimes with very little effort you can just have such an outsized impact as a as a business and I think we've often found this way we I think for a while we just always assumed like oh well the charitable sector does the good stuff and like (laughs) the selfless stuff and the businesses we don't we don't focus on that we focus on making money and I I think when you when you bring those two together and and businesses can especially when you think about the kind of talent and the kind of connections that many businesses have that could be used for good I just think it's it's such a an exciting opportunity to see to see that happening more and more um it feels like more of a movement happening but I don't know if you if you share that view uh, but... yeah I mean uh I was on a um I was on a panel um in November and it was all about trying to move away from calling it a journey because we'd hope that at this point we're already on this mm. journey and already doing stuff but yeah yes that there, there has been a shift and there is um there's definitely more people coming into the industry that are um, demanding it. So a lot more stakeholder involvement being yeah. from, you know, young talent that's coming in, that's not going to work with you unless you have certain measures in place. It's regulations mm. that are coming in uh, that will, you know, tie in your senior leadership team. And, um, and you know, in some places it might even affect bonuses and stuff if you're not, if you're not doing what you're setting out to do. Um, so there's, there's, and then, you know, and, and then even your clients, your clients will be in the same predicament. Yeah. And even if you're a small company and you're like, yeah, that won't affect me. Like your, your clients are going to be running through it if they are big enough. And if they're making a certain amount of money, they're going to have to abide by all of these new rules and regulations. And it will trickle down into your, um, into your supply chain and mm. you are scope three in that sense. So you will have to prevent, provide the same elements. And if you don't, then again, they won't like use you as a as a supplier. yeah 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 absolutely yeah, yeah it uh, yeah absolutely so i i guess um for for you for you you started the whole business with this all in mind and like had a fresh slate to really build the business from day one as uh, approaching this like that that must have been an incredibly exciting opportunity like uh, to start from because I guess there's a lot of businesses where they've already got so much legacy so many <laughs> contractual things like and, and that I guess maybe many more excuses <laughs> that they could make and in, in, especially in the events world I imagine uh, 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 in a big in a big way so I guess for for you like there's been just like you're kind of almost able to define 
what an ideal business should be from day one, it, it, which I, I think is quite, quite awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that is to say that um, other people can't do the same because yeah. I, I like yeah. to, I like to um, compare sustainability with health and safety, especially in the, um, in the events world. Health mm. and safety used to be something that, you know, right, yeah. you didn't have to do much. You didn't have to fill out paperwork. It just, you know, you try to be, you try to do the common sense thing, but it wasn't yeah. like there was much, you, you didn't have to have a health and safety um, uh, consultant or someone who was in charge of that during your event time. It would just happen. Sure. And if something, an accident happened, then, well, you know, you report that somewhere <laughs> or something. Yeah. But over the time, the regulations for it, the legislation, um, you know, the fact that you have to write RAMs, you have to write all of these documentation bits. And, and you know, if you put in, hey, we need a health and safety supervisor, then the majority of your clients will not even bat an eyelid because that's what you have mm. to do. And yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that at some point that's where we're going to get, where it's it's not just a, oh, yeah, it would be really great if we help the environment. It's like, no, it's part of what we have to do anyway. And so that's yeah. where... It's not just about building it with those set goals from, you know, from when you set up the company. There's always ways in, in which you can integrate sustainability. And we tend to say, just start from the very beginning, you know, set yourself some guiding principles, um, some sustainable guiding principles, um, mm. whether that's for your company or for individual events or projects. And then if you adhere to these and you have the buy-in from the senior leadership team, that's really important then that will trickle down into everything you do and it will just be the normal thing. Mm. Um, but it also means that you're adding a much bigger emphasis on sustainability within itself. So, it, it, you know, it's not just about, hey, you know, our company, I don't know, our company does trucking and we won't ever get out of that and we won't ever be able to do something sustainable. That's not true. If you yeah. if you set yourself some some guiding principles, you can even in a in a in a in a business that might um, maybe not trucking, but in a in a business that might not be as sustainable, you can still make big strides and and really make an impact. Um, you just have to put your mind to it and yeah. start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and make yeah, make some progress. I, I guess um, something we talked about on the show quite a lot over many episodes has been people's fear of making mistakes on this on this side of things too. Like that's been a big part of it. I think everyone's worried that like they're trying to do the even if they're trying to do the right thing, if they talk about it, if they tell others about it, there'll be something they're not doing right, and someone will come and pull them up on it. Like how do, how do you think about that in in terms of your business and? what you see going on in the events world. I think it's, it's really important. I think you have to, you have to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, you have to make mistakes in order to learn from it. Um, you don't always have to be perfect. You know, even if you, mm. if you just implement 10% of what you set out to do, that is more sustainable. That's still 10% more than what you did the last time. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, every little helps. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a good start. It, you know, it's a stepping tool that, once you've done those 10% and you're happy with it, you know, next project, you can do 20% because you already know yeah. what the 10% looks like. Um, yeah. And it can be more sustainable or, or and or socially beneficial. Um, I know that a lot of people are worried about making mistakes um, in that sense that they also don't want to, you know, really talk about it and communicate it. Um, mm. Or that some people who are 
<laughs> what I found in the industry is that there are two sets of camps. One camp mm -hmm. that are like, oh my God, we're doing so much. We are no longer printing our emails and you know, all of our <laughs> lights are now LED. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, not printing emails. I don't think that's so much of a thing, you know, fair enough. If you've, if you've gone major, like like majority of your business is now digital, great. Changing the lights to LED, you're not going to find replacement lamps anymore. So that, that was actually more of a, you know, operational point to have LED mm. lights. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's great that you're talking about it and shouting about it, mm -hmm. but it means that a lot of companies that are doing really, really great stuff and are worried about communicating about it aren't. And it should mm. be a bit more of a flip. It should be those that are doing things that are innovative and that are new where they've taken risks and, and, and found new solutions that they are not talking about it as much as those who, you know, have done very little, but are chatting about it very loudly. Um, and you can, yeah. I find you can always tell by someone's sustainability policy. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I, I, I think there's, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I think it's also an aspect, um, touching on what you said earlier about like the, the social and community, the community side of things where I think the more you sort of step into doing, trying to do the right thing. Um, and, and when you do make mistakes, like the, from what we've seen, um, the amount that you get support from the community, you know, you, I think there's always this fear that you are going to get hounded by someone out there on the internet somewhere. But I think from what I've seen, the approach a lot of people have is wanting to help. And you often find those mistakes by making progress and, and people will point things out. But often say so if you don't if you just try not to make the same mistake twice then then you're going to continually be improving and innovating and i think there's a very supportive community out there i mean as evidence i think by going to that net zero festival as a start like i found it a very supportive and constructive um place to to talk to people and um get feedback on things and and people just genuinely seem to want to help each other out which i thought was just really it's easy to take for granted, but when compared to some other industries, I think I think it's not always the case. We we went to an event which was all about the the sporting uh, sporting realms, sporting events, uh, football clubs, uh, sport clubs, etc. And as part of a conversation where they were saying that you know we're really worried about publishing our sustainability report because you know we'll get hounded down by the public mm. for certain things that we've done or haven't done. And it made me chuckle a bit because in a few years, they'll be hounded down for not publishing their sustainability policy mm. because people will want mm. to know. And the the beauty of it is with the making risks, uh, making mistakes and taking risks and, and, you know, having trying out new things, you don't have to be perfect. There will be yeah. sections <laughs> that you just can't do just yet. And some of them might be, you know, for us, we would really, you know, in the in the very future, we would love to have like a fleet of electro vehicle lutens that can mm. just go around and, and and deliver stuff for us. However, the the um, technology isn't quite there yet. The technology mm -hmm. isn't quite there yet, nor is the infrastructure. Mm. So we can put that into our sustainability policy and say, look, this is where the dream scenario would be, mm. Mm. but it's not possible just yet. 
and we are mm. waiting for innovation. We are waiting for things to happen. Same with, um, hey, you know, our event, we were able to calculate the carbon, the, the carbon footprint of all of these items. We weren't able to collect it from our delegate travel just because that it was too last minute. We weren't able to set that up. Mm -hmm. Be transparent about it. Commun you know, mm. com communicate that aspect. Because yeah. <laughs> that way people, you know, even if they hound you on it and say, hey, but you didn't do the full carbon footprint, you can say, yeah, <laughs> but it says why. And we thought yeah. about it. We know that we should have. But yeah. we couldn't, and and but you know, see all of the other stuff that we've been doing, and that's where it's like engage with engage with the community, collaborate with people, um, and and find out ways in which you can potentially solve those issues that or those elements that you still have open that you haven't done yet. And yeah. I find a lot with, especially with suppliers, I, f I feel like it's improved a lot more, but. Back then, it still used to be the thing of, um, well, you didn't ask me whether I had any sustainable options. You just asked for the same as last year. So why <laughs> would I offer you something new that, you know, might change the way that this quote works? It's like, yeah, right. okay, yeah. but but you that means you already have all of these great new sustainable solutions. Like, tell me about it. <laughs> and with that, you're engaging with your stakeholders. You're supporting new products, um, you're supporting up and coming businesses, the more you support them, the cheaper stuff will get, the more the non sustainable elements will be, you know, rolling out, it's it's great, you know, um, yeah. it, it's positive, but you can only do that through collaboration and community and, and that communication aspect. Because you yeah. might, as with Net Zero Festival, you might find people that are not in your own industry that might have solutions that you need, that you haven't even thought of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I, I, I so I I guess with um with your business then uh, with Event Cycle, like say I'm putting on big new event. Uh, I'm very excited about it, New Year. And uh, what, what, how would it how would it look if we want to do the right thing here? And how do how would it work working with event cycle like what where do you start where do you stop um how involved do you get I, i'm like in practical terms like yeah i mean how do you make the good stuff happen <laughs> you try as much as possible um no i would say it depends a bit on where you're at with your event if this is a brand spanking new event um yeah then we would say start from this like start from the very beginning um and we can help you from the start all the way to the finish line so you know whether that's how i mentioned establishing some sustainable guiding principles um or sustainability policies or helping you know with sustainable procurement policies that way you're set mm. from the very beginning to make sure that whatever choices you make um and this is without having produced anything whatever choices mm. you make means that you're you're buying from the right way you have the right mindset and your entire team is thinking the same way mm. so that's that's the very start of it and that can be within <laughs> your company or for your individual events easy yeah um we can also help you during the actual production part so whether that's um uh, life cycle analysis of certain items whether that's discussing materiality whether it's looking at different waste streams and doing assessments on that uh, whether it's consultation about how to become more circular within your projects it's really looking at okay you've chosen what you're going to be doing for your event now let's make sure that you have a you have a solution for it before you even buy it 
you know, mm, make, we, we, we sure. have this tool called the accountability tracker, which is super easy. You just write down what you're going to do, whether something has been made from recycled materials, whether it is recyclable and where it's going after the event. So whether that's going back, mm. it's a higher item that's going back to the client, uh, sorry, uh, to the, to the supplier, whether it's something that the client's going to keep, whether, you know, it's something that you're going to put in storage for next year, whether it's stock material that you have yourself or whether it's you know we've had we've had a situation where someone wrote landfill question mark and that's where <laughs> that's where we can help though because it's before you've yeah. bought it so you can see okay is there maybe a different material that means that it's not going to go into landfill but into recycling or is there something that we can buy or purchase that means that we you know we can repurpose it or upcycle it with a social enterprise in the end um, and yeah. so that's where you have a really great overview and you also know what sort of waste you're looking at. Um, that, that speaks to my former production manager heart. Um, <laughs> just knowing what you're dealing with, right? Yeah. So um, you don't do that all once you're packing down. You do that. You exactly. do that early. <laughs> and you already know everything. So, you know, it's not like a last minute scramble of trying to sort things out. It's a cool. I know that this truck is coming then or I know that these items are destined here. And, you know, you don't have to stress about it, which is, you know, yeah. I, I find very helpful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, but we also do some other elements as well where, where we help yeah. to, like, integrate social value into the projects themselves. Um, right, right. So where we try and engage the local community, um, and that's really pushing out the envelope for the S part of the ESG in that community yeah. element where, you know, we... Um, you could have a social enterprise that builds you items for your event. Like at the Net Zero Festival, we had that that fun selfie wall, um, yeah. which was built by a community group supporting men's mental health. And then the material itself was from the Commonwealth Games, from the, the scrim. And then um, we had another charity that supports women with restrictive access to employment that then cut up these strips and wove them onto onto this metal cage and um, made the NZ at, uh, Net Zero Fest, NZ at yeah. <laughs> logo. Yeah. Um, and then people were able to use it to take photos. Um, they're going to be reusing it next year as well. And once it's hit the end of its life, then um, the material is going to go back to that charity and they're going to make draft excluders out of them for the local community. So oh, that's amazing. it's really looking at the 360 way of yeah. a giving money back into the community, um, reducing waste, um, looking at that social engagement and commitment. And, you know, it doesn't have to be items that are made. It could be educational sessions. It could be, yeah, all sorts of different aspects. So those are really fun so ways cool. in which you can tap into great stories and um, yeah, have some really creative ways of, <laughs> of integrating that as well. So actually, so, yeah, that was something so cool that really stuck out, stood <laughs> out for me. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was like, it, I didn't know about it necessarily though until we, we talked about it, but like the idea that something is you know, relatively, oh, okay, that's nice. There's the logo for the event up on the wall there. Like, in a like normal scenario, that would probably be something that gets printed and built and maybe, I don't know, at the end of it, chucked away or whatever. And then with working with you, like, there's, like, all of the things you do, all of those charities and social causes there that you talked about, like, the amount of good happening from just yeah. something is as simple as that it was just so inspiring um 
uh yeah it's just so cool so i guess that's a really important aspect then of like making sure you are connecting you're like this hub between people wanting to yeah matchmakers (laughs) between yeah businesses wanting to do an event and then all of these charitable and social causes like so do you have like a big pool of like charities and social enterprises then like that you're you've got are you looking for more to work with yeah, I mean, we always look for more um, people to work with. Uh, basically, yeah. we have a quite a big network around the UK and, and we operate all around the UK. We've also started operating globally as well. Um, but especially in the UK, you know, if um, it's super easy for charities. One aspect that I didn't actually touch on was that end of life element where we yeah. you know, help to find new homes for items that have been left over with charities, community groups community groups, schools, and social enterprises. And so we always are looking for new uh, charities, community groups, schools, and social enterprises in our, in, you know, in the UK that are looking and needing stuff. Um, yeah. It's super easy for them as well. All they have to do is sign up um, to our website um, at eventcycle.org. Top right yeah. corner, there's a button saying <laughs> sign up for your sign up, sign, um, sign up basically. And yeah. you have to just say who you are, who you support, where you're located and what you need. And if sure. we have those items in the local area, then it's super easy for you to, to get them and we deliver them for free as well. It's it's no, no oh, cost wow. at all. Um, so yeah, if any one of your listeners um, <laughs> is working with the charity is or volunteering or know someone that might be interested in, or, you know, or have a project that's going on and it can be anything from your parent teacher association to a charity supporting refugees to a care home to a primary school to a sports club i mean you name it um yeah we might be able to help them out with stuff that comes around and um, and it's super easy for them but for 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 the event side again like we we work off we, we get a list from our clients um we we prepare a quote for them tell them how much it's going to be to rehome it and then yeah we sort out the rest and what they yeah. can get from it is is not just obviously their items taken away but they can also get write-ups of of where the items have gone so you get like that marketing piece as well yeah. where it's a, a more of a qualitative approach and something that you can actually shout about and say look <laughs> we've helped all of these people um yeah. and that legacy piece is quite big as well that is that is so like everyone wins no one is losing out here exactly it's It's a (laughs) win-win amazing no um... reason why not to work with us (laughs) exactly i i mean i'm not being paid to say this i just like why would you not like (laughs) um (laughs) so um karina i feel like our time is what has flown by but i i before we wrap up there's just a few more things to ask we always like to talk about or have a little bit of a nod towards the future. I guess for you, the future of events, the future of your business. What, what do, if with a crystal ball, what do you think that will be looking like in, in the next few years? Uh, so my dream scenario, I would, I guess there's, I have three things. One would be increased circularity. So whenever we make something, we make sure that it's made from something else. Um, so we're using recycled materials because um, that, in turn encourages more recycling because then you have your own no longer raw materials um, and that items can be recycled post-project. So encouraging that reuse and repurposing economy and, and yeah, being more circular. The second one 
is in an ideal world, at some point we will have quotes from our suppliers, from any supplier, to be honest, and it'll not just have the price at the bottom right corner, but it'll also have the CO2 footprint of that quote. So all mm. of the items um, have a value next to it with what the CO2 footprint footprint of that would be. Um, whether sure. then uh, that is gets used by the project to say, okay, all of our quotes have come in, all of our suppliers have you know this calm footprint, we already have the carbon footprint of our event before it's even happened. Or they can make choices mm -hmm. in terms of like decreasing certain aspects um, by exchanging, I don't know, a projection screen to an LED screen or what print mm. versus digital would be or whatever, you know. So they can, yeah, or yeah. using HVO fuel instead of normal petrol. So yeah. that would be an ideal thing. Um, and then I guess the last one is a bit more... <laughs> strange uh it wouldn't be for a company <laughs> to exist anymore like we if, if we don't need to exist that means that there's no more um charities won't need anything and people are really taking care of their waste from the get-go um but i understand that that's probably not going to be as, as possible soon um so we then would you know we'd love to help our our clients all over the world, wherever their events are, um, have a vast charity network and, and be able to provide for those who are in need, um, you know, for items and, and support to free um, and yeah. providing them like efficient ways of actually getting stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, ideally we wouldn't exist because then no one <laughs> ever needed charity anymore and the whole world was, you know, beautiful, but yeah. Yeah. I, I feel conflicted. I, I want you to I want you to exist, but I also agree that I don't I, you know there must be a, th a another option. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> amazing. I uh and Karina, I I know you've got uh you also do have some advice. I guess you've you've already learned so much from all of your experience in this uh well running event cycle but also in in, in but being in, in this world for so long so uh what would your advice what would your advice be to others if you have any i i would just say start like just get on with it or um i like to say this a lot um like elvis would a little less conversation a little more action um actually do things that, that you're not just yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah be, <laughs> be the change you know be the change that you want to see um and yeah. talk about it communicate it um, that way you can, you know, inspire other people to follow your lead. And um, if you if you start from the very beginning, you can just you know that you can make the greatest impact because it will affect your entire project or event. And yeah, talk about it, get started. And even if you tackle little bits of it, at least you're tackling little bits and you're starting and the yeah. rest of it will become a lot easier the more that you're already doing what you need to do. Here, here, absolutely. <laughs> well, that is uh, what a wonderful show this has been, Karina. Uh, it's been <laughs> incredibly inspiring and very practical, and and entertaining too. Great to finish on an Elvis quote. I mean, I don't hey. think we've had that yet, so that's uh, that's the first. <laughs> um, so thank you so much. Thank you for being a wonderful guest. Um, and for anyone who wants to check out uh, what Karina's doing. Maybe you uh, are running an event yourself. Maybe you are a charity or a, a, a cause that might benefit. Um, do head over to eventcycle.org. We'll put the links in uh, the notes. Um, and of course, if you want to check out 
event cycle. They're on LinkedIn as well and on Twitter, and and we'll just make sure those are all linked in the in the notes. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, you can go say hi to Karina at another event sometime soon. And yeah, uh, yeah I look forward it. to seeing you again soon, <laughs> Karina too. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much uh, for yeah all the amazing work you're doing and changing a lot of events. It's it's really 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 cool to see really inspiring so thank you and uh we'll catch you soon thank you for having us (laughs) great and thanks everybody for listening um if you've enjoyed the show today uh you know what to do uh please give it a like or a thumbs up or a five stars if you do like it um don't worry about telling us if you didn't uh no i joke uh but please do uh (laughs) Uh, subscribe and tell others about the show it really really helps us spread the word of the amazing amazing people we have on the show so thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time